Well, hello there once again. This is Dr. Stephen V, and you are listening to the Take Care and Live podcast. This is Tuesday's Take. Well, hello, everybody. It is a honor. It is an honor to be before you today. Uh, I pray all is going well with you and that you're pushing forward. You're forging ahead. Um, You are making inroads into what you need to do to take care and live well. And so even if that means you are pausing as we approach the summer months, I know folks are going on vacation. Um, and vacating maybe their current position, um, at least for a period of time to do some reflection and, um, resetting, uh, to do some recharging, to do just, um, to do really whatever you need to do, uh, to be well, uh, knowing that your life is interconnected. Um, we don't take advantage of that very often. And so maybe for you, if it's just a drive out of town, a couple of hours outside of town to a small bed and breakfast that you can only afford to stay in for one night. Hey, enjoy that. Lean into that um, because it's important. Um, Don't make any more excuses about taking that time. Uh, You have one life and that life uh, is supposed to be an outpouring um, to others. And you can only do that without being begrudging about it. If you are taking these seasons um, as opportunities to pull away and I'm guilty, I'm guilty of it. I, I can be a bit of a busy bee, but I'm learning. I'm learning the gift of particular words. Yes. And no, I'm learning it. Maybe you're learning it too. And, and we'll get a little bit into that today. And maybe the, the, the title of today's episode caught your attention. I'm certainly not taking a traditional angle on this. Um, done some reflection and some early morning pondering around this idea about branding. Um, we often look at marketing or branding from a marketing perspective. Right. And this is a good season for you. This is a good season to pull back uh, and rethink how you have been projecting yourself in the world. You know, your brand is not how you look. It's not your name. It's not your profile on Instagram or LinkedIn. That's not your brand. Uh, Your brand is the culmination of your decisions. My brand is the culmination of my decisions. Uh oh. Which means, uh, quite frankly, I have to think about how have I been deciding? What have I been deciding? What have been my choices? Right. And so that's that's a big thing. right? It's a big thing to ponder that um, your brand is not your look. Your brand is not um, 
your name, your brand is not your profile, right? Your brand, my brand, our brand is the culmination of decisions. It's a culmination of your decisions. It's a culmination of my decisions. Now, rebranding is actually a multi-billion dollar industry. And when we think of branding, we often think of large-scale companies, right, who make investments in restructuring their products and services or their name. And they do it because they want to address the demands of the current market. They see things trending in a different direction. And so in order for them to thrive and maintain momentum in that space, they need to do some adjusting. That's some rebranding. All right, so at the end of the day, they can serve who they want to maintain or gain, and that is customers, right? The people that they're supposed to be serving. In modest companies, they do the same thing, and so do mom and pop shops, maybe not to the extent that we see some of the, the behemoth um, or larger titans of industry, we can say, uh, may do. But even for small-scale businesses, they can spend an upwards of $180,000 over a six to eight month period just on rebranding, right? That act of branding uh, is both a move to expand vision, but it's also a move to rethink how they do business. It's actually the result of their rethinking how they do business. Sometimes it happens simultaneously, right? Not too long ago, Gap, the clothing store, they invested $100 million in an attempt to rebrand um, themselves by changing the logo, right? That was, it was short-lived, actually. I think it lasted about seven days, some analysts said, uh, before there was this outcry by customers uh, who revolted against the idea of seeing the logo change. Uh, and subsequently, the Gap, who invested this sum of $100 million, they went back to the way things were. Isn't that something? The change had already settled into the hearts and minds of everyone else who'd gotten used to the gap, looking the way it looked, presenting itself the way it presented itself. And it became so uh, enraging to the customer um, that the gap went on and reverted back to the way things were. You know, when you are in the process of resetting your own trajectory, for lack of better of a better word, uh, when you're adjusting your own brand, you will experience some backlash. You will experience a level of outcry from other people who have gotten used to seeing and seeing and experiencing you in a particular way. Um, they'll want things the way they were. They'll want the old Stephen. They'll want the old Kendra. They'll want the old Sam. They'll want the old Marisol. They'll want the old Juan. They will want the old Matthew, right? Uh, they may want the old April. They, they may want the old Samantha. Can go on and on. There will be those who want things the way they were. And if you amass enough of a following, enough of an audience in your own life, people have gotten used to seeing you um, 
be a certain way or function in a particular role in your field or doing things the way they've gotten used to. When you make the decision decision uh, to change or adjust your brand, you're going to experience some level of backlash. Now, because the decision in that instance was not what other people wanted doesn't mean you are supposed to make the decision to go back to what others expected. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot to handle. I'm getting a little convicted myself because we have to remember that people grow and change. You grow and change. And you and I need to be willing to allow people in our lives to grow and change. And you may not like the change. You may not be ready for the change. But if those people are important to you, you give them the room to make the change, particularly when you recognize that you love, care, value them. And you want to see them spread their wings and be who they are called to be in the world, just like you want for yourself, or at least I hope you do. And can I be honest with you that not all forces are people, not all forces that want you to go back to the way things used to be are people. Some are entrenched habits and ideas that we've set up in our own soul. Right. They may have initially been the result of interactions we've had with people. That have then taken deep root and now have become signature behaviors or ideas or ways of thinking and doing that now need to be dug up and dug out. All right. They, and they may not necessarily particularly be bad things, but they're they are things and practices and even people or relationships that used to work for you at that season of time, but no longer reflect who you are and where you are going. However, however. As long as that system still works and is still functioning, its goal is going to be to convince us um, that it's still working for us. Just because the system is operating doesn't mean it's operating on our behalf in the present like it used to work for us. And so now we're put in a new position because things have shifted. The climate has changed. The demands have changed. The market for our life and for our lives have changed. And so there needs to be some reassessing of our brand. Now, let me warn you. It won't be as expensive as some of these Titan companies to make this shift. It won't be as expensive as you think, but there will be some level of disentanglement, right? From people, places, and things, uh, ideas, 
uh, prior practices, um, prior belief systems um, that need to be um, extracted from you. Let me give you another picture. Uh, Just a few years ago, Old Navy attempted to spin off from its parent company, uh, The Gap, right? And so that attempt to spin off or do what they call a split off, uh, that's when uh, the companies try to disentangle all the the connected or the interconnected processes uh, from their financial processes, the the vendors that are shared across different brands within the company. That attempt costed $400 million and they hadn't even completed it. In their attempt to split off into their own company, they found that things were just too intertwined to make the disconnection possible, to create space for Old Navy to stand on its own. In fact, some of the systems in that process, they found the systems to be a bit archaic, but yet too expensive to disentangle from. So they stalled. They stopped it. They stopped this uh, $400 million plus process in its tracks. Now, take a deep breath. want to help you out for a moment because your, your split off won't be nearly as expensive. Thankfully for us, on an individual level, uh, doing this kind of disentanglement, should I say, um, doing this kind of resetting of our own brand won't cost us millions of dollars. Instead, it will cost you just as little as using one of these two words. Yes or no. Your reset, your realignment to what matters, your rebranding of your values, your attitudes, your quality of relationships, your movement into new work. It will cost you and it will be as cost effective as simply saying yes or no. You as an individual have the power to say those two words, to exercise those two branding shifts. Every time I say yes to something, I strengthen my connection to it. Every time I say no to something, I disconnect my association with it. So, for example, every time that I say yes uh, to someone who wants me to coach them, I brand myself as a coach. Every time I accept an offer to speak somewhere, I brand myself as a speaker, right? Every time I choose to be kind to someone in my organization who is miserable, that's not the case for me, but just giving you an example. Um, But every time you may choose, I may choose to be kind to someone on a team that we're working with that might be miserable, I'm branding myself as someone who cares, right? Each time you turn off the television or that social media app and pick up a book or start to practice that new language on, hey, Duolingo that you uh, said you wanted to um, develop. 
you establish yourself as someone who is multilingual. People think their brand is actually an act that they perform. No. Your brand, your rebranding, your realignment is actually the decision that you make that leads to the action. So when you see people show up in certain spaces looking a certain way or communicating a certain aspect of who they are, that's not their brand. Their brand is actually their decisions. What has shown up, what's presenting itself before you is actually the result of decisions over time. Many of us, all of us, in fact, have been cultivating a brand about ourselves, not based simply on what we project or choose to project or post on social media or put on our LinkedIn profile or tell other people that we are. It actually is a culmination of decisions over time that then show up in how we present ourselves. So when you consider this idea of rebranding your own life, and you may very well be on the cusp of that right now, there's some critical decisions you need to make. And you're thinking about how can you leverage that commitment to make those changes without uh, creating um, a level of damage um, or invoking a degree of fear. Um, that you'd prefer to avoid, well, quite frankly, you're not able going, you're not going to be able to avoid it. You're going to need to experience it. But when you think about um, this idea of rebranding your own life, whether it's transitioning from being a nurse to becoming a doctor or to becoming a line worker at Amazon to becoming the president of the union that's fighting for more uh, fairer practices, hiring practices um, or higher wages or 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 better and more humane treatment of people in the organization. I'm just giving you an example. Or maybe it's just it's keeping your day job as a social worker or as an attorney and you following that nudge to run for the local school board. Each decision you and I make is a vote and thumbs up for one thing and a vote and thumbs down for another. And all of those decisions are seeds. They are seeds of decisions that grow you into what you will become, into what you are becoming. So sure, you don't have it all together. All right. You don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. Nobody has it all together. But what you can do is make the commitment to forget the former things. So if things weren't going well for you, if your past decisions sucked, if you made some poor choices, you can stop now. You can serve notice to them that that is how things used to be, but that's not how they're going to be today. That is not the direction we're going moving forward. And you can press ahead to even a better perspective to a elevated practice an elevated behavior a new opportunity you can let go of anger you can let go of malice you can let go of hate you can let go of the envy you had you can let go of the unforgiveness that you were holding on to 
And every time you do that, you are giving a nod to the new you. You'll be divesting from your connections and narratives that have been familiar, but have lost their presumed asset value. You'll no longer need to invest in what used to work. And instead, you'll be investing your split up costs. You'll be investing your own split up costs into reaping the kinds of returns toward your new decisions that are helping to bring about the personal transformations that you need most. And you, more than anyone else, know what they are. And so I don't care what the personal dilemma has been or what the stronghold has been. Whatever the mechanism or system that have you you've gotten used to that has held you captive in some way you have the ability right now where you are where you're sitting where you're driving where you're walking to head in a new direction to make a new kind of investment so that the time and energy you're spending, the focus you're giving is toward the life that reaps the kinds of returns those new decisions are helping to bring. So it doesn't matter what you are defined as now, what you have gotten used to, what has become the crowd favorite. If that identity is no longer working for you, well, then you have some crucial decisions to make. Right. You need to make some decisions about who you're going to kick off of your board of directors. Who are those people who you've allowed to make decisions uh, about how you engage, who you are, what you do, what you say yes to, what you say no to, who needs to be removed from that board in your life? There may be some stakeholders there that no longer qualify for their role. And those stakeholders are thoughts as well. What are some of the ways that you need to change your thinking? Are you being overly critical? Are you still insistent on blaming yourself? Are you insistent on being unforgiven or unforgiving of yourself? Are you insistent on being unforgiving? Unlike those big companies, you don't have to be a slave to the customer. However, you do have the responsibility of being a good steward of yourself. All right. So it was great spending time with you today. And I want you to do what I encourage you to do each and every time we come together. And that is to take care and live. Thank you for joining this episode of the Take Care and Live podcast. I'm excited you spent the time with me today. And I'm going to ask you to do me this favor. Write us a review. Let us know just how much you enjoyed the show. And if you enjoyed the show so much that you think it's worth sharing with a friend, go ahead and do that too. We would love to hear just how much this show has impacted you and the friends you shared it with. And remember to do this one thing and do it well, and that's to take care and live.